welcome back to Miami. You push on their emotions and they don't seem to notice you at first, but you get a little ways in and you feel something lose. You feel just this because you're a master of emotions. You feel just like malice and Mm -hmm. hate just kind of slowly creeping up through the floor. You don't see anything, but it kind of gathers most around Father John. And as you push on them, that sort of miasma of negative emotion kind of, it doesn't push back, but you pushing kind of disrupts it, like sweeping your hand through smoke Mm -hmm. or steam or something. And that seems to get their attention. And Father John turns to look at you and says, just when I thought we were done for the night. She's just gonna text like H-E-L-P send. Like not even looking at her phone from her hand. Yeah, so back in the car. He gets that text. Just looks at Julia like with a face of like, oh, I don't like when I'm right about stuff sometimes. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Like, yeah. It, they're 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 just getting out of the car. They're starting to get out of the car. Like just you know, throws open the trunk. Is just looking at like I don't know. I don't know what might come in handy. So there's just like a duffel bag that like had the first aid kit in there. It has other stuff. Probably I'll know if I need it. I'm just like okay. Should we should we try to find a side door? Yeah, let's not walk in the front door. Front door's not not an option. <sighs> I'm tempted because there's almost certainly a door that leads into the inside of the the sanctuary from a different route and then maybe somebody won't be looking there i'm 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 cool to just pick one and like hope for the best yeah you are able to find a door it is going to be locked how are you going to get past the lock can i mark more gear you sure can i'm wondering if it's just a wrench and i try to bash it open Sure. I'm going to posit to you that that will, in fact, make noise. Oh, right. I forgot we're being sneaky. Okay. I'll I'll let you do that without a roll because doorknob wrench is not an interesting dice contest. But if you want to do this quietly, then it will be. Right. That makes that makes more sense. Or you can just accept the fact that it'll make noise. It's just like, yeah, if we're we're going in the side at all, then it, it feels like making noise was a thing to be avoided so I will try not to make noise and instead of a wrench and saying I have one you could do the the, the classic uh, trick of credit card I don't know that those work on like I'm imagining this would be like a deadbolt lock I don't know if those work I mean depends on the roll depends on the roll is <laughs> yeah, which kinda. type of door is <laughs> that's fair that's fair what if it's just like lock picks in general cause like sometimes you lock your keys in your car and you've like figured out a thing to do with a coat hanger Sure. I'll accept that Remy knows how to pick a lock. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciated. Give me a human name roll. Ooh, okay. Can I? How do influences work again? You invoke them if it makes sense to, and you gain an additional die. Okay, tell me if this is too far of a stretch. I'm perfectly fine with it being one. Uh, I'm thinking of trying to invoke either their gig economy or show business influence, because either... You know, one of the gig economy things they do is like, you know how you can, I, I don't remember which app or whatever thing it's called, yeah. but like, 
it's pretty much just like, yeah, I'll just go around and do odd jobs for people. Yeah, TaskRabbit or something like yes. that. Yes, yeah, like TaskRabbit or uh, Fiber or something like that. One of those, right? Yeah. It's just like, sometimes people like lock themselves out of their house and they don't want to call a whole ass locksmith. And so it's just like, help me. <laughs> Sounds great to me. Oh, sweet. Then I'll just uh, go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. My other pitch was the show was 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 show business. It's like as a child, because I'm very much imagining the show that Remy was on was like that's so Raven or something, right? It's just like <laughs> ah, middle schooler gets into hijinks. You know, there's like an episode where they had to pretend to be like a super spy or something, and it's like I know actually how to do this if I can remember it from like 30 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll take that extra die. Heck yeah! So that's two dice. Oh well, that's two anyway. That's bad. <laughs> I'm Eesh. I'm just gonna stop trying to pick locks. I think Remy's a little out of practice with this. Most of the time, they've had to do this. It's not like when a friend is inside a building and text help. Yeah, I think there's a consequence as well because I'm supposed to give you one. I think the consequence is just uh, your lock picks break. Real Skyrim moment here. <laughs> <laughs> Are there windows that we can reach? Around this side? Probably not. And maybe elsewhere, but you will need to take time to look for them. Speaking of which, I want to jump back inside for just a second. Mm-hmm. Luce is in the desperate situation if I've ever seen one. Yeah! I think immediately at Father John's command, the two gun guys immediately point theirs at you and kind of make their way around behind you and try to direct you forward towards him. And Father John says, so which sort are you? You definitely don't look like someone who is here for our cause. Who are you? Before you can answer that question, one of the amps on the stage kind of crackles a little bit and a voice comes out of it. That just says, Penumbra. What? She sighs. Hey there. Long time. Well, we have never met before. I was not talking to you. I think she, like, switches in her brain real quick. It's like, oh, dude, we're playing an act here. She's like, I was not talking to you. This is between demons. I kind of want to make you roll to intimidate this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, go ahead and roll your demon name. Hell yeah. This is Desperate Reduced, but you can spend things to increase effect or dice. What would be a Devil's Bargain here? A Devil's Bargain, he will have his guys restrain you. The result of the roll will influence how effective and for what reasons they do that. I'll take I'll take the Devil's Bargain and I'll put it in effect. 1d6, baby. 3... Mark that desperate uh, XP though. <laughs> I think Father John is a little shaken, but he seems to muster some sort of faith mm-hmm. and say, My lord is no demon. You are lower than he. Derek and the other guy will each grab one of your arms. Abaddon's voice from the amp will say, Do you not long for days past? I long for them and them only. And you are not them, Avalon. They were a fool. It is regrettable that they persuaded 
you, all of us. They are a star, not a fool. And you, if you deny their light, then you will be blinded by it when they come back. I have no interest in serving another light. I will dim it at long last, and we will stand atop the Tower of Babel. With that, we're going to cut back outside. I think it's time to stop being smart and just <laughs> go in. You're one to stop being smart. You're <laughs> just want to go apeshit. <laughs> so are y'all just smashing your way through the door? Yeah. O- okay. I mean, it could also just be go in the front door. <laughs> it does not have to be proper destruction. Yeah, we 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 could we could just run in the front door. We can just run around. Just leave this coat hanger mangled up in the lock here. It's like, nope, that's dead. We're leaving it. You're gonna run around to the front and in through the main doors. Father John had been just about to say something as you two burst into the main worship area and you see Luz with two armed dudes grabbing each of her arms and the echo of a voice coming from one of the amplifiers on stage (sighs) and Father John just goes like cockroaches I swear he waves a finger and Derek points a gun at Luz's head. What do you all do? Huh. He said cock. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, I hope we're at least as annoying as palmetto bugs. (laughs) (laughs) Luz instantly goes to gallows humor. Let's go. I think both of those lines were in character. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I could absolutely hear that. Gosh. Well, I'd like to try to get these fools to drop their weapons if I can, if and I can. Sure, what are you thinking for that? Are you just charging, or are you using a lure, or maybe your apocalyptic form? Ooh, uh, I'm gonna start with a lore. I'm gonna start with a lore. Yeah, lore of the Celestials. I can't quite give commands that people will follow yet, but I can inspire dread. Give me a fallen epithet roll. Desperate standard. Mark XP in your lore track, though. I do, but that also spends all the faith I had left. It's fine. What's a devil's bargain look like here? Devil's bargain is that the guns are going to point at you instead. Yeah, I'll take that. All right. I will take that. Okay, 2d6. Let's go. No, that's a two. The high die is a two. Hmm. Mm, That's unfortunate. It's bad. I I think kind of the same thing happens. As you reach out with the light within you to smother and cow that of the humans in the room, it also encounters this just greasy miasma of wrongness that Abaddon exudes. It kind of mutes it. The gun that was pointed at Luz's head immediately turns towards you as you clearly try to do something. Yeah, I mean, overall, I prefer this. And Derek looks... Pretty terrified, just like he did in the music venue. Does he recognize us? Yeah, he very clearly does. <laughs> good, good, great. He's like, oh. <laughs> oh, it's that. Oh, no. Remy gives him a very mean smile and a wink. 
What is Julia doing? I think she's just like looking around at the situation like, so do you want to let my friend go or? What's your intention here? Are you trying to genuinely persuade or intimidate? I think it's more in the lines of intimidation, to be honest. (laughs) Okay. I imagine you're targeting this at Derek because he saw your hair in Cerberus form. <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely giving, like, mean mugging him and trying to make him remember mm-hmm. exactly how scary I am. Yeah, that's going to be a demon name roll. It's also going to be desperate. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's greater effect, though, because of your prior encounter. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to hope for the best. Yes! Yo! Nice. <laughs> Get it. He ab- immediately snaps to Remy and then spies Julia and his eyes just go wide and he's immediately sweating. Like it's pretty clearly a trauma response and he doesn't intend to drop the gun, but he kind of starts shaking and it does just drop. Um, and he starts backing towards the stage as like, no, no, you said you said you'd protect us from that thing. No, 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 no. And the other guy is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I think Julia just like kind of like smiles a little and is like, oh dear, it looks like you not only failed to protect them, you didn't even teach them any firearm safety. Father John is like, I'm not certain we will need it. But before he acts, I want to give Luz another action. I was gonna. I was gonna assume my dem- uh, my apocalyptic form. Ooh. Okay. I think this is like a pressure response for Luz. So mark a point of torment. Yeah. And then describe for us what Luz's transformation looks like. Yeah, I think the guy that's holding her, her his hands just go through her as her body uh, like stops having a. <sighs> like a physicality to it and like darkness start coming out uh, darkness and smoke starts coming out of every orifice like including her skin like everywhere like if a like if a hundred smoke bombs just all over her body start exploding this like whirlwind of smoke and darkness and like lightning every so often and you just hear Huh. So that's how you do it. And then you just hear her in a big echoing voice. Leave! Hi everyone and welcome to the mid-roll. I'm really sorry that this episode was late. I had a rough couple weeks and I am playing catch up with a lot of Love and Hellfire stuff. I'm going to try and get back on track in the coming weeks, so don't worry. Uh, And hopefully after a couple more episodes you'll start getting some longer episodes. 
because I know these past few have been comparatively short, at least when compared to City That Never Dies. I'm sort of reworking the direction of the show a little bit. But yeah, other than that, I don't really have anything to announce. So here's Chris with this month's featured charity. Hi, everyone. It's Chris. I'm here to tell you about this month's featured charity, Toronto Indigenous Harm Reduction. Look, the Canadian government has a monstrous relationship with the Indigenous peoples of this land. The government has killed, displaced, and disenfranchised First Nations, Métis, and Inuit people at every turn, and the country's COVID-19 response was no exception. Toronto Indigenous Harm Reduction was founded in 2020 in response to citywide shutdowns of frontline services and a general lack of resources for Indigenous unhoused people in the city. TIHR provides basic needs, access to critical health support and COVID-19 testing, harm reduction supplies, traditional medicines and food, arts, and ceremony to some of the most vulnerable among the City of Toronto's population. You can help support them and learn more about their mission to reduce harm and spread awareness about Indigenous arts and culture by visiting torontoindigenoushr.com. Thanks, y'all. I'm going to try to intimidate them again. Yeah. Are you manipulating them with your lures or just raw force of this? I, I'm, I'm trying to do a demon name of just like raw, like... Scariness. Intimidation. Just like, hey, this is not a girl. This is a weird darkness demon. Yeah. Um. So because you're in apocalyptic form, you gain... Increased effect with your demon or fallen epithets, as well as any rolls you make to intimidate others. Against humans, you automatically have greater effect. So the other guy is just going to be affected by greater effects. But against Father John, it's going to be standard, But he's because he's not an entirely normal human anymore. But I'll apply the effects separately. I think this is still a desperate roll, but you're out of a desperate situation after this. I'm just gonna roll that 1d6. Alright. That's a 3 again! So, I mean, I don't think there's any way they cannot be scared by this, but I think the other guy's response is to open fire, which can only affect an angry storm cloud of darkness so much. (laughs) So I'm gonna say it's level one harm. Can I try resisting it? Yes, you can. Uh, You resist physical consequences with your fallen epithet. 2d6. 3. Okay. Do you have 3 faith left? No, I have 1. What happens now? I didn't foresee this situation. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I broke your game! I'm just gonna say you can't resist okay. it unless you get beneath. I won't drain that last bit of fate yeah. from you. I, I assume you were going to be like, oh, you drain the fate and then you get two torment points. Yeah. Um, okay, um, great. Okay, in that case, yeah. What's my level one harm? Uh, just shot. Shot. So, I think the guy immediately opens fire and a Baden's voice over the speaker crackles in. Bring them to me. For judgment. And Father John nods and waves a hand and all the audio cables and other detritus on the stage going 
up to the speakers in the rafters and connecting to all the microphones and stuff kind of start to animate. You can see like gray-brown dead leaves start poking through the rubber, like plants have grown through the wires. All of them sort of come to life, creating this writhing tangle of what look like artificial vines. What do you all do? I'm wondering if we can like, you know, tell where the, where whatever is controlling them or whoever is controlling them is so we can just like, you know, weave through them and get there first. Sure, that'll be a true name roll, I'll say. Oh no. Uh, risky standard. Oh boy, okay. Well, this seems like a bad idea, but I'm gonna try it anyway. <laughs> I've got no dice in that. Alrighty. Oh. Uh, again with the two. Again with the twos. It's a two. Remy immediately sets out trying to find what is this? Where is it coming from? Is it Father John? Is it Abaddon? And they attempt to duck and weave while looking. But I think the consequence is one of the audio cables forms into a coil and slips over them and begins to tighten. Yeah. So yeah, I sure. think you're going to take level one harm squeezed. Yeah, sure. I feel like the origin is is the source of this. Like we gotta we gotta figure that shit out. Is that still a, is that a, that's a true name role? Yeah, unless you have a different approach. No, I think that makes sense, and I'm also decent at it. <laughs> so I do it with a consequence. Given that Abaddon is also a devourer and clearly has plant powers going on here. I think Agron is extremely familiar with that, right? And I think you're able to feel where it's coming from. Father John is a conduit. Abaddon has clearly made a pact with him to give him control over this. You can sense that the vines head down through the floor to some sort of central point. Oh, so we just gotta find the roots and pull them up. (laughs) Kind of. You did roll a five, though, so I'm going to have a consequence, and that consequence is a clock. There was more gunfire, and the front windows are shot out, so I think someone may have heard it. So I'm going to start people arrive clock at one of six. What is Luz doing? Luz, in her apocalyptic form, I think this is the point where she has the least control on who she is right now, Mm -hmm. and maybe Penumbra is taking over a little bit. And she's just going straight to Father John, and she's gonna try to asphyxiate him by using the, like, darkness clouds she is to, like, suffocate him. Damn, okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is gonna be your fallen epithet, because you're doing destructive shit. Mm -hmm. You're in your apocalyptic form, so you have increased effect. What would a devil's bargain look like? While you're occupied with Father John, some of the vines will squeeze and capture your friends. Mm. I think I'm gonna take it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. She's not thinking straight. 1d6. That's another three. Has it been, ever, has, has it 
Get all three. I feel like I've been getting a lot of threes. Yeah, yeah I'm I think so every sorry. single die roll you've had today <laughs> has been a three. Uh, so you engage with Father John, and he's suffused in this dark, angry storm cloud. And he has the presence of mind to get an arm over his mouth so he's not asphyxiating. And he kind of swings his other arm wildly, which causes all the cables to lash out like whips. Julia and Remy take level one harm, stung. I will say, since it's wild, it kind of hurts Derek and Gun Guy a little bit as well. Looping back around to Remy, what's up? Well, I'm in these cables, you see. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe I can try to... There are cables. Maybe I can try to snip my way out of them. I got this duffel bag, right? Again, I'm just being like... This is the Mary Poppins bag of whatever I need is in here right now. So, so <laughs> what are, you know how like pliers have like the cutty bit in them or like a bolt cutter or something? I don't know. Just something. Yeah. Mark that off your load and roll human name for me. I will do that. I will say your gig economy thing can apply here. <laughs> oh, delightful. Because that's, that's the point to. of this bag, right? This is like, your- yeah, pretty much. This is the, like, I don't know what I'm going to need today, so get everything back. (laughs) Delightful. Okay, so that's 2d6. Risky standard. Okay, but it'll be less effect for me because I have two level one harm. That's a six! Ah! Nice. (laughs) Limited effect, but it's a success. I'll take it. You've got your magical gig economy bag of tricks, and Remy's able to just... (laughs) Pull out a boat cutter and cut through these cables. And you can see that there is like the copper wire inside, but that's just like choked with vines and squished leaves. And as they fall to the ground, they kind of writhe like snakes for a little bit before going still. Cool. Great. I feel like cut it off. So like the parts that were twisted around Remy's like arms or legs or torso, those are still there and still really tight. They just kind of like froze there. So that's going to be uncomfortable. Hey, just qu- just a quick question. Does the, uh, all the planty stuff in those cables look kind of like the dead root from the floor of the music venue? Good catch. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Okay, that's fine, I'm sure. I'm sure that's fine. Yeah, everything's fine, I'm sure. Even as some of these cables go limp, the other cables in the room sort of flinch like they're alive. You did get a six after all. Damaging these does some sort of harm to something. Julia, what's up? Julia is, I think, having noticed these vines, or that these vines go down, like, is trying to figure out how to get to the bottom of them. It's somewhere under the stage, like a ways down, like a floor down. Yeah. It's like the stage raised some off of the floor. Yeah, it is. Okay. So I'm going to see if there's like a way down there that I can find. Give me a true name roll. This is going to be risky, risky standard. Julia's true name being the hot, wet green smell of life at the water's edge held close in the embrace of a tunnel of trees. But that doesn't do a whole lot of good because your result is two. Yeah. You know roughly where to go, but this whirling tangle of vine cables is just too much to get through at the moment. You're going to take another another level one harm, like whipped or stung or something. Well, it's a level two harm. Oh, both your level twos are filled. Mm-hmm. So you're going to start taking... I can't take any more. <laughs> less effect in minus one dice on 
things that that's relevant for. Yeah. Ah. Lose. What's our angry storm cloud doing? Am I still... Did, did Father John move away from me? Is he still near me? He's still near you. I'm going to try again. Just trying to asphyxiate this guy? Yeah, because I think Luz is like, if I, or like Penumbra is like, I need to get rid of them or at least get him out of this combat and then we can focus on Abaddon, but like he can't be here. Okay, you give me another risky increased effect fallen epithet roll. Tell me what, what double sparking would look like here. The guy with the gun kind of recovers from being struck and takes a shot at somebody. Uh, I'm not willing to take that. 2d6. Get high. Get lowest. Okay, that is a four and a six. <gasps> Yo! So, nice. Four. Father John falls to his knees as he begins to choke. Penumbra just pulling the life and breath out of him. He's not gone yet, but he's on his way. The consequence is I'm going to tick up the people arrive clock because y'all have been fighting for a bit. Yeah. Yup. But Father John won't take much more to render unconscious at this rate. Does him currently being choked do anything to the vines? Like, are they still moving, but like less, you know, quickly or less... Control. Less direction, yeah. Yeah, some of them kind of like spasm in a stop, start, stop, start thing because his his control was loosening and they're not really directed anymore. They're just moving. The voice from the speaker says, My seeds are everywhere. Squashing one does nothing. No. It does something. It makes me feel better. <laughs> I think Remy tries to get over to to Julia, try to like snip her out of any Is is Julia caught up in any of the wires at all or she was she was fine? She's not bound, but okay. she is looking in a very bad way. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Then still gonna go over there and just be like, Oh, you look hurt and that's not good. So gets over to Julia and is like Okay, I I think we need to stop Penumbra from killing him because I can't imagine that's going to make this scene look any better when someone eventually comes again mm. and sees it again. Yeah, priorities. How are how are you do do you need a hand getting over there? Uh, do you want to go over I'm there? Fine. I can walk. Mm. Are y'all both still trying to get underneath? I mean, if, if Luce is up at the stage, then, like, where we want to go is that direction anyway, right? True. But I kind of want to know where you're going so we can true. build a fiction off it. True, true. I think Remy is going for, for Penumbra. Yeah. Yeah. Each of you give me a either a fallen epithet roll or a true name roll. You can either be dodging or trying to, like, sneak up. Oh, which is which? Fallen epithet is dodging and true name is sneaking. Okay, Rem- Remy's Remy's dodging then. <laughs> Not moving particularly sneakily, but like every time a wire comes near, just like brandishing the bolt cutters at it again, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you want some? Because I have one die that way. I think that I will be sneaking 
because then I will have one die. I think I'm letting Remy do mm-hmm. some distracting. Okay. Is this still risky standard? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm at risky limited because of my harm. One die. Oh, that's a six. Oh. <sighs> okay. So I'm going to tick up the clock once for Mina's consequence. I should note that I have both my level one harms filled also, if that does anything to your response. Yeah, you're at less effect here. So I think Remy is able to get further ahead quicker. Well, Remy's also at less effect, so like I'm right there with her. Oh, okay. But you did get a six, so you, you still did better. I think... You're just about up to Penumbra, and Julia's a little further behind, because she's kind of creeping behind the chairs on her way up. It'll take her another try to get all the way there. Julia, you aren't going to be targeted by the vines for a while until you make yourself known again. So I don't think Remy's thing is just like, no, spare him. He can be a good person, maybe. Like, I don't know that. I also, like, based on first impression, might not think that. I mean, you did express to Julia that it would be inconvenient if he died right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is this is less like, no, have mercy on him and more like, Penumbra, we need to go. Okay, if he dies, this gets so much hotter for all of us. And we cannot be tied to this place like that. How can I... Is there a way for me to reassume my last form? My normal form? Uh, yeah. You can do that whenever you want. Yeah, I think that, like, snaps her out. And she just... She's loose again. And, like, even does, like, a step back, I think. Like, oh! Yeah, I think you reform with your hands around his neck because you were suffocating him, and then you're like, oh, no. (laughs) I think she very quickly uh, looks in her purse for... (laughs) <laughs> for like uh, a handkerchief and like rubs his neck like mm, <laughs> goodbye <laughs> yeah so he's on his knees coughing and hacking but he is still conscious and the vines are shuddering and shaking Derek has long since bolted Florida man lives again lives to see another day Florida man lives again <laughs> uh, and other gun guy is has been knocked up against the stage Apparently, his arm badly damaged by one of the cables. What do you all do? Does Julia still want to try to get under the stage? I'm of two minds. On the one hand, I'm aware that this escalated. On the other hand, she's very mad. (laughs) I like the response that mad gets. (laughs) That's always fun. So if, if the priest is not so much a concern right now, she might be like, okay, so, uh... We want to try getting at that again? Is there like a a door on the stage or something that leads down that we can see now that we're closer up there? Kind kind of behind uh, a drawn curtain is a doorway that heads back and looks like it has stairs down. You might also be able to just open something in the base of the stage and get under there. Yeah, like a hatch or something. Yeah. Right now, getting down there won't be a problem. It's just that Father Father John is going to recover in a second. Mm Mm-hmm. If Julia wants to go down there, I can try to keep what's-his-butt busy up here. I think that there's a assessment of risk here that uh, is probably tipped too far in the direction of it being too risky. 
at this point. Uh, she is okay. like taking stock of her body. Like, okay, if this goes back into a fight, I don't know if we're. Uh, I don't know how that's gonna go for us. <laughs> so I think she's just like. <sighs> I guess we leave it. Okay. All right. We should. We should get out of here. I think Lucy is a little shaken and like actually shaking. She like nods. Yeah, let's leave. Let's leave. I think Remy has an extra sweater in the duffel bag and just tries to give that to Luz. Like, I know you might not actually be cold, but it's it's like the foil blanket thing they put on people in ambulances, right? Yeah, that. Yeah, I think she like grabs it and holds it, like wraps it around herself and holds it tight. From across the room. This isn't done, and next time you will not catch us off guard. He glares at you with the sort of hate that can only come from someone fervently believing in a righteous cause. Oh. But he's still got a hand on his neck, and I think you all get away. With the knowledge that Abaddon's influence has taken root there, and that there are humans, or at least one human, in league with him, and that there's probably more of this throughout the city. But you rescued Ethan, you all made it out alive. How do you all feel? I think Lucy is quiet. She has, uh, she's in the back of the car, she has her knees up to her chest she's like wrapped on the on the sweater on the jacket and she's just quiet i think we hit like a stop sign or something and or a stoplight and remy's like did you did you want the cable again did you want to play another playlist she just shakes her head what do you need she just shakes her head and doesn't say anything head back to la casita i mean if if nas is back I, I, I guess if she's I, not, I, I don't think wanna... she's like uh, nodding her head, like, yeah, Bacasita, please. Meanwhile, a tall, severe looking woman with glasses and hair pulled back in a ponytail stands on the bank of the river in the park, listening to the police sirens go by in the night. It has been a long time, Agron. Demon, Love and Hellfire is a Clever Corvids production. Find the show on Twitter at love underscore hellfire and follow at clever underscore corvids on Twitter for updates on the network and city that never dies. We also have a website, clevercorvids.net. Don't forget to support the Clever Corfords Patreon. It supports all our shows, and you get some extra goodies each month if you do. I have a few more shows planned, so if we can get enough patrons to afford them, we can keep expanding our network. Luz, aka Penumbra, is played by Fabi Garza. Fabi is a Mexican-American queer trans woman, and you can find her voice in other actual play podcasts such as Eidolon Playtest, Moon Harbor Heroes, and Don't Cast, Don't Tell. You can find her and all of her work at Fabi underscore Garza on Twitter. Remy, aka Ore, is played by Chris Allison. Chris is black, ace, and tired. You can also hear them having anti-capitalist gay space adventures in the podcast Breathing Space, Fading Frontier. You can also find them on Twitter at KNAliso, where they frequently retweet other people and sometimes draw swords. 
Julia, aka Agron, is played by Minna Riley. Minna is an arrow ace Florida woman who doesn't do anything wild enough to end up in a headline. You can, however, hear her elsewhere on Clever Corvids in The City That Never Dies. You can also find her on Twitter at Mina Minar, where she is almost certainly talking about fanfiction. The GM is Josie S. Josie is a literal, actual dragon and a thirsty trans lesbian. Hear her elsewhere on Clever Corvids in The City That Never Dies, or guesting on a bunch of other podcasts like Moon Harbor. You can find her on Twitter at Dragon Girl Josie, where she is extremely gay all the time. All music on the show is from Pixabay, used under their license, unless otherwise noted. Pixabay's license grants the irrevocable, worldwide, non-exclusive, and royalty-free right to use, download, copy, modify, or adapt their content for commercial or non-commercial purposes. Attribution of the artist is not required, but we have a page on our website, clevercorvids.net, to credit the artist anyway. Thank you for listening! I think the result there is just the cables. What the hell, Dice Maiden? If y'all have physical dice, you can use that as well. Just, I'm thinking about Chris Post yeah. just took me out. <laughs> the cat with human hands. Is it a cat? I always thought it was a monkey. I never knew I what think that it's was. Supposed, I think it's supposed to be a cat. Oh. I've never known what it was. I've never even thought about what it was. It just perfectly expresses the what. I just thought it was Why? like a weird white lemur or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so...